to Cellar Dive episode number 15 of... Brutal Battle. All right. So for the first time in, I can't remember how long, I flubbed the intro like twice yeah. in a row. So that was our third Third take. take. How often does that happen? I, yeah, not, not very often. I guess I'm off. I'm tired. I had a long day of work. It's the end of the week. It's the end of the week. Yeah. Cat's finally leaving the table. And so I was just like, I don't know. I need these beers is my point. <laughs> So we're actually going to record this particular episode in two pieces because the first two beers we're doing are both bombers and they're high ABV. So we don't want to do those and then do two other beers. We want to be able to enjoy the stuff we're pulling out of the cellar. So we're just going to do these two and then the other two, but we'll mash it together like there was no time that passed and you guys won't know the difference really, except it might sound a little different. I don't know. But anyway... So we're doing the same thing with Cellar Dives as we've always done. Rebecca picks two beers. I pick two beers. Although Rebecca's first beer that she picked prompted me then to pick a alternate beer that's very similar, but just because I felt like it would be cool to have yeah, these side so, by side. Yeah, I'm excited to have them side by side. They've been sitting in our cellar for about four and a half years now, and not quite four and a half years, but close to. Uh, we got them from Golden Crust up in Red Lion those four and a half years-ish ago. And I've always in my head thought, we're going to try these together. Oh, okay. So, so here we are. Yes. So the first one we're going to do is by Hoppin' Frog Brewing Company, and they're out of Akron, Ohio. Uh, I've had a few Hoppin' Frog things. I, don't, I think we've had like one of their things on the podcast before, and it's been a long time. So... Not a whole lot of Hoppin' Frog love on the podcast, but here we go. So what we're having here is their Rocky Mountain Boris, which is their uh, stout aged in whiskey barrels. Now, usually when they do a barrel-aged Boris, which is their barrel-aged oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout, which is what Boris stands for, um, they usually uh, do it just in a bourbon barrel. Now, this is a rare release, very limited rare release, where they did it in whiskey barrels. So, this was a big deal. We've held on to it for a while. So, we'll try this whiskey barrel-aged Russian Imperial Stout, oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout. It is 9.4% alcohol. And like I said, 22-ounce bottle. So, let's get it. Pitter-patter. Pitter-patter. They just say stout, but... You said it was oatmeal stout. Right. Well, they say oatmeal stout on it, but I'm I'm going from the standpoint of... It's it's imperial, though, because it's 9.4%, you know? They just say stout. They don't say imperial, but... But it's also in the name, Boris. Barrel oatmeal Russian imperial stout. So, you know, it is what it is. All right, let's take a look. It looks crazy dark, like motor oil dark, pretty much. Yeah. Anything? Oh my gosh! The when you, it doesn't get a m whole lot of a head when you swirl it up, but the head that it gets is like insanely dark brown. I'm not getting much. It's when I swirl. See it. what I mean? Like oh, it yeah. looks like if you swirl up black coffee and it gets a head to it, it's just really dark. That's one of the darkest heads I've ever seen when it's you know brown. It's like chocolate milk. It smells. Hmm. It smells really good. It smells kind of smooth. It smells, um, I'm getting the barrel. Yeah. Um, it smells like, uh, chocolate. I always say everything smells like chocolate malt. 
But it does. Well, I mean, that's what this is all about. I mean, it's 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 an imperial style. I mean, definitely getting chocolate, definitely getting malt. So the nose is a lot smoother than I was kind of expecting because mm-hmm. at 9.4%, I was thinking more of an of an alcohol bite having been in those whiskey barrels. But I think, like you pointed out, you smell a lot of barrel. I particularly smell a lot of the wood from the barrel coming through. And I think that's probably kind of bringing mm-hmm. that perception of alcohol down. Because it doesn't s- smell that high in alcohol. No. Which, you know, 9.4 isn't insane. No. but. Doesn't smell like it. I get a chocolatiness to it, but it's very, very light chocolatiness, and it's more of like a dark chocolate. I smell the barrel for sure. There's a little bit of a honey note on it, and there's a little mm-hmm. bit of a caramel and a little vanilla, mm-hmm. and then obviously that wood I was talking about. There's a little, little soy sauce in there, like a little soy saucy tang on the nose. So it smells interesting. Mm. So I just went in for my first sip. It's way more balanced and smooth than I thought. Not getting as much. I can definitely tell it's barrel aged. I don't know if I'm perceiving the whiskey. Ooh. Whoa. It's like super roasty on the finish. My first sip, I couldn't really get it because I'm like fighting through the alcohol and just kind of like the malts of it. But... It's relatively bitter on the finish, yeah. and it's very roasty, but like coffee roasty. It's tasty. I like that. That's good. Mm. If you're a coffee fan, this, I mean, it kind of tastes like a coffee stout in a way, like a barrelage coffee oh, yeah, stout. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't really perceive a whole lot of like the actual whiskey character to it, but like I was saying with the nose, I'm getting a lot of wood character in there as well. And then, like I was saying, that dark chocolate. Yeah. Hmm. It has, for how thick it looks, the mouth feels a lot lighter mm-hmm. than I was expecting. Yeah, it's not, it definitely has that thinner mouth feel. But not not thin that it's not appropriate for the beer. Wow. This is really, like, balanced and mm-hmm. easy. I mean, for a 9.4 whiskey barrel stout it's pretty easy it's very easy it's a little um deceiving i really really like that roasty coffee finish it's really nice i wasn't expecting that because i wasn't getting that in the nose Mm -mm. the coffee no no but i was just so surprised when on the second sip i'm like oh my gosh it's like so much roasty good coffee that's good. I like that. So, like I said, you know, Rebecca picked that as one of hers, so then I was like, oh, I always envision this being tasted with another one, so I'll pick that other one as mine. As I just get water all over myself. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you just were falling off your chair. No, like I told you, I've been struggling today. Yeah, you are. <laughs> and it's showing up in many forms now, so. All right. Did I pour water for you? Yeah. To rinse? Okay, good. That's another thing. I'm Ooh. forgetting everything. It's... Ah, jeez. Maybe this beer's going to go straight to my head. I don't know. That's Might. another thing. I'm, well, I'm nervous now. Okay, so the one I felt like I had to pick was their Rocky Mountain Doris. Doris and Boris. So the D in Doris uh, is supposed to be double. So it's supposed to be a double oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout. 
But this is done the same way. It is also, you know, a, a oatmeal stout that's done in whiskey barrels. And this is also a rare version because it's usually done barrel aged, like bourbon barrel aged. Now, this one is 10.5% alcohol. Mm. So we're stepping up 1.1%. So I'm very interested to see I'm sorry. how this is different. So this is just a double. Well, I mean, they say, like, based on the name... It's a double oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout. And it's still aged in whiskey barrels. Yes. Okay. So, and then it's 1.1% alcohol higher. So, there might, honestly, there might not be much of a difference. I don't yeah. know, but maybe there is. I don't know. I'm hoping there's a difference. I really would like there to I be. I mean, it looks oh. the same. Well, you know what's weird, though, is that when I swirl it up, I mean, it looks the same like how dark it is, but when I swirl it up... I still get those really dark brown colored bubbles, but the bubbles are a lot larger yeah, on are. this one mm-hmm. than they were on the Boris. So that's interesting. Like, a, I'm talking a lot larger. It definitely has a different nose. Oh, yeah. There's almost like a salinity yeah. on the nose. It's almost a little salty smelling. This, I think I'm Ooh. getting more of the soy sauce. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. I'm also getting a lot more of the dark chocolate on the nose. Right up front. And to me, this is more dark chocolate than... I, I feel like the yeah first one was dark chocolate, but this is like more like a darker chocolate. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. So on the nose of the Boris, I wasn't really smelling a ton of chocolate on the nose. With this, I get a good amount of that chocolate. And like mm-hmm. you said, like that very much increased soy sauce note, mm-hmm. which is leading to what we were talking about with that salinity on the nose, mm-hmm. which is immediately hits your nose. I smell a lot of the wood, much like on the Boris. It definitely smells different. I'm interested to see what the taste is going to be like. Tastes totally different, too. Um, that, not... is, that is very different. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel as... It doesn't taste as smooth to me. Yeah, there's there's a bit of an alcohol burn and bite to it. Yeah. That you don't get with the Boris. Um, hmm. Not as much coffee. No, but it is there. It's kind of, it's definitely a lot lighter. It is there, though. There's more, I mean, there's, you would know, like, this is, like, a spirit barrel-aged beer. Yeah. Like, I feel like the whiskey is showing up a lot more in this one, yes. and the alcohol, that 1.1% extra alcohol percentage is yes. also very much showing uh-huh. up. Uh-huh, And the dark chocolate's more bitter. Yeah, it's all bitter, more bitter all around. Yeah. I, I definitely am liking the first one better. Um, I, here's the thing, I love, yeah. Okay. I like, I was about to laugh and then oh, I did like, That's what why are it was this weird, weird noise. <laughs> and I'm not going to edit it out. I'm just going to leave it because I don't care. <laughs> but I was going to say that um, it's interesting because I really like this and I really like the Boris. They're just very different. It's like, what are you looking for? Are you yeah. looking for more bitter, more serious, more dark, more of that whiskey, more drying than you want the Doris? Do you want smoother, can't really tell it's necessarily barrel-aged, and a lot more, like, roasty coffee, you want the Boris. So yeah. I, I do think I gravitate more to the Boris, like you are, yeah. but this Doris is really good, oh, too. Yeah. And I'm very happy to find out that they're very different. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, 
they're almost the same beer except double versus single, supposedly. I don't know. Supposedly. Allegedly. Are they from, are they from the same year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're both 2015 at this point, so. Yeah, and, and you can see, like, their labels are almost exactly the same. It's just the coloration's a little different. Mm-hmm. And one says Doris, one says Boris. But other than the color change and the Doris versus Boris, it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Even the text they have on the side, the flavor text about how they made the beer and everything, the it's same. almost exactly the same. Hmm. So. Interesting. But, um, these are, I like these a lot. Good. These are both very well, good. But like I said, the, your Boris, the I'm, Boris, I'm digging it yeah. a bit more. For sure. Mm. This is great. So. We're going to start our nights with these, our night with these two, and then you guys will hear two more beers, but we're going off to drink these. But what's our third beer going to be? But actually, before we get to that third beer, I did want to say, since we're doing this in two parts and we already fully drank through the Boris and Doris, they were very nice Mm -hmm. all the way through, and they even got a little better as they warmed up, I was going to say, they definitely got better. Yeah. yeah, uh, I'm still pretty blown away by how smooth that Boris was. Mm -hmm. Just very smooth. But anyway, so our third beer, uh, this is by Tired Hands Brewing out of Ardmore, Pennsylvania. And we've had Tired Hands on the podcast before. Um, I forget exactly what we've had. I think it was like one other thing. Um, I think it was one of their like farmhouse ales or something, but they're best known for doing hazy IPAs and milkshake IPAs and stuff like that, but they do a lot of other stuff. So I pulled out a 750 milliliter bottle that Rebecca had picked up when she was there with her sister Erica about two years ago now, maybe. So truly a cellar beer. It's been down there. Uh, And this is from their individuation line, which is a whole line of these beers that they do where they're kind of playing around with their oak barrel fermentation, which, you know, spontaneous fermentation, to kind of figure out what different types of things oak barrel fermented taste like. So this is the sanguine version of their individuation, and I'll read you what they say about it. There's no flavor notes, though. Uh, Individuation sanguine is a red saison blended from a variety of small format oak barrels, deriving character over the course of one year from the oak itself and from its resident microflora sanguine demonstrates the profound effects of time Hmm. so uh i've never had a red farmhouse ale yeah so i'm assuming it'll be i mean on untapped it's classified as like a flanders red but that might be because there's no category for red saison so i don't know but we'll see i mean maybe it's gonna taste like a flanders Flanders red Red, i don't know we'll find out Hmm. i'm interested to see the color i already get some Tart smells just popping out of the the top, like, immediately. And for yours. There you go. Ma'am. All right. So, oh, and there's no ABV on this, so I'm assuming it's pretty low. Didn't you look it up and it was seven? Oh, yes, I did. Thank you for remembering. I did look at, literally, it was like less than an hour ago. <laughs> he was like, what's the ABV in this? And then he's like, let me look it up. Well, and that's how I found out that it was referred to as a Flanders Red on Untapped, because that's where I looked for it. So I was like, thank you for remembering okay. that. It looks brown. Yeah. I mean, it looks like a flan- what a Flanders Red might look like. Yeah, there's like. definitely like, um, it's a little murky, mm-hmm. um, has some like red undertones. It's got pretty sizable bubbles just hanging out on the head on the top um yeah 
smells good. It definitely smells tart, but also Ooh, smells yeah. light, um, lemony. Very wood driven. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of those oaky smells. It's got a nice kind of like, it's got a nice like dark cherry note in there, but maybe mixed with a slight raspberry okay. in my opinion. And then there's, there's like a nice, yeah, almost slightly molasses-y uh, malt character in there. Very, very slight. Actually, no, maybe it's more of like a honey. I think I'm getting like the nice kind of like slightly roasted malt character and then a honey kind of coming together, which is what was yeah, making I mean, me think molasses. I, would, I could see more honey than molasses. Yeah. I take it back molasses, on the molasses. Yeah, because molasses indicates more of like a darker. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. I I, uh, I was wrong on that one. So I take it back. Because um, it definitely has, like you said, kind of like some darker, like maybe plum, cherry, mm-hmm. raspberry. For sure. Um, but also smells really light and refreshing at the same time. So I already took a sip. It is very light. I mean, the, the body is like Ooh. super light. Not quite watery on the finish, but pretty thin. See, I like this. Um, I can see where people are saying Flanders Red. It does kind of taste reminiscent of a Flanders Red. It's really, it's tart, but it's light. It is refreshing. You are getting some of the the dark. I'm saying plum. Okay. I get, I definitely get like a dark cherry. Like, you know, like the dark red cherries that you get. Mm-hmm. I definitely get that. I definitely still am feeling what I said, like a little touch of raspberry to it yeah. as well. But I can see the plum. Uh, and I feel like I'm getting a decent bitterness on the finish, but it's not tasting like it's hop or um, alcohol bitterness. It's tasting like it's a wood bitterness, kind of like bitterness that you get from tannins from wood that, that makes it almost a little wine-like in a sense. Yeah. For sure. I definitely could see that. I it's like nice. it. It's, it's light, but also very complex, mm-hmm. um, which I think is fun. Yeah, this is good. This is a nice, like, in-between seasons beer. This would be great for the fall, in my mm-hmm. opinion. It's got a great taste for that. And also, this would be really good for people who are into wine, who kind of want to venture into beer. I think this could be a nice beer to bridge which, you know, goes back to my thoughts about Rodenbach being a great introduction oh, yeah, you always say that. Yeah. to sour beers, and especially for people who are into wines, red wines in particular. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a little touch of that honey note on the finish, mm-hmm. a little sweetness. Not as much of it as there is in the aroma, though. That's tasty, though. Yeah, it's good. I quite like it. I do, too. I like it more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I'm always a little, like... Hesitant when you pull out a sour, I'm like, uh. Well, it's not right, and and I wouldn't even call it sour. I just call it tart. No, yeah, but it, you know, any anything with that kind of flavor profile, I'm always a little like, yeah, leery. Am I gonna like it or not? Or I would I would just call it tart, but I mean, it does build some phlegm, so I yeah. will say that for sure. Well, and also as I was kind of letting the flavor sit in my mouth, it was, um, it was starting to taste even more cherry. Just the residual flavor hanging out in there just kept getting more and more cherry to it. I'm interested to see how this is going to be when it warms up a little bit more. We've had it sit out maybe half an hour. Yeah. About that. Um, so we'll see what it does. 
And if, if people were wondering, which I'm sure probably not, that was my second pick, right. that beer. I mean, okay. people would probably assume Rebecca would not that pick that. No, it's not my pick. So. Okay, so beer number four is my pick. And I'm excited. I am really excited. Yes. Um, this is by Modern Times. It is their Deeds and Exploits. It is a blended strong ale aged in bourbon barrels with coffee and vanilla. ABV is like 14.3, I think. It's further. It's there. Yes, 14.3. Okay, there you go. So so a big boy. That's a big boy. Yeah. Now, I'm particularly ugh, particularly excited about this one because I like Modern Times stuff quite a bit. We've had a few of their beers on the podcast over time. We did a brewery showcase on them, which if people want to check that out, that was really good. But I've never had, we've never had any of their barrel age mm-hmm. stuff. And I've heard really good things about their barrel age stuff. So very excited we were able to get this one through Craft Beer Kings. Oh, crap. Oh. That had a lot of carbonation. I was really, did, I'm, I'm sure people heard that on the podcast, but it like Oops. exploded carbonation out as soon as I opened it up. I was expecting that it was going to start overflowing, Ta-da. but no movement on that. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. I'm surprised. Okay, let's, I haven't had this that long. So for a cellar beer, I mean, I've probably only had this beer in our cellar for about, well, since like December, maybe. Damn it. I'm causing a bit all over the bit place of a mess. Here. Don't worry, I'm taking care of it. Okay. He's like licking the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> and what I'm tasting thus far is pretty nice, to be honest. Yeah. Although that's not like a real representation. I'm trying to see if there's like a date code on here somewhere. I assume this was a um, 2019. So, anyway, let's get to it. Okay. Sorry, so the outside of your glass might be a little sticky there. Yeah, it's okay. I'll wash <laughs> it. Um, this looks a little like the individuation. I was just going to say, it... <laughs> It's like a brownish reddish. Yeah. Which, not as you know, not as murky as the last one. It's right. a little more like clear. As a strong ale, it looks like what you would think a yeah. strong ale probably looks like. It's got some decent side bubbles on the side. Oh my gosh, this smells so good. Doesn't it? Does it Okay, I want tell me what you're smelling in it and I'll tell you what I'm getting cuz there's something in particular I want to see if you say. Man, I don't... I smell butterscotch. Okay. I could see a butterscotch to it, lightly. What else? I'm definitely getting coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the vanilla. Yeah. It's hard to... I'm definitely getting, like, wood from the barrel. Yep. But it's, like, the butterscotch, caramel, toffee... A yeah. lot of those types of flavors. Well, and the caramel also is folding into a really nice bourbon smell yeah. in there. My first thought when I sniff this, and I still think that when I smell it, it smells fudgy. Oh, Doesn't okay. it smell like it smells, a dark, well, fu- one rich of the, fudge? And one of the words on the bottle is decadent. I, it's, and it, it smells, smells decadent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it smells, Well, and it's interesting to me because it's a strong ale, and it's not... A stout or anything. It's not super dark, but it's so chocolatey smelling to me. Oh, see, I'm not getting... It smells like fudge. It, it... it smells like bourbon fudge. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. 
I mean, to yeah. me, I agree with all the other smells you're picking up as well, especially that vanilla. That vanilla is pretty well pronounced. Like, I don't... A, to me, it's like a salted caramel. Oh, yes. I could definitely see that as salted caramel. Like a, like a chocolate, like a fudge-coated salted caramel mm. is what it basically mm-hmm. smells, it smells like. It smells, it smells really good. And it, it smells amazing. A lot of the... flavors we're saying i feel like i've said before in beers but this is a very unique smell oh carlin looks like it's going to be delicious but this is a very unique smell i think i haven't smelled a lot of beers that smell like this you're gonna hate this though oh that means i'm gonna love it the um you know i'm it's very interesting because the coffee is not as pronounced in the aroma as i figure it would be so i'm surprised by that this is delicious yeah. This is exactly decadent. That's on the bottle is like the great greatest word to describe this. For a 14.3% beer, this is unbelievably smooth. Oh, so unbelievably good. smooth. I mean, my first sip, I felt like I was perceiving not much alcohol. No, it's no. all that decadent flavor. I got a lot of vanilla, a lot of vanilla on that first sip. Um, and it, almost a little something in there tasting coconut-like yes, to me as well. Yes. You know, it's funny that you say that because in the nose I was like, it kind of smells coconut, but I don't know why I'm getting that. I mean, van- it tastes like chocolate, vanilla, caramel, coconut, a mm-hmm. little bit of coffee to it, plenty of nice bourbon. I get that mm-hmm. like oaky woodiness on there. This is unbelievably complex. Uh, I like that they, I mean, I get why on it they say it's a cuvee. Because of the, you know, blending of of the different barrels. Because it says blended it says, strong ale. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This is beautifully blended. It actually makes me think about the type of acumen that goes into the anniversary ales by Firestone Walker. You know, when you mm-hmm. think about how, like, smooth and beautiful and flavorful those beers are. Mm-hmm. And all their anniversary beers are from Firestone Walker. This Modern Times reminds me exactly of those beers. This is... I was hoping this was going to be good. This, like, knocks it out of the park for me. This beer's unreal. It, it's so tasty. It exceeds my expectations. Well, I'm glad I bought this beer. It was expensive. Was it? Well. <laughs> yeah, it was expensive. Because, you know, also buying it from an online beer store makes it even more expensive. So, yeah, this was a pricey beer. Um, but, man, is it worth it. Yeah, this is so, so delicious. And uh, I want, I'm going to have to contact Kyle Norman because he had has one of these as well. Oh. This was from the Kyle Norman That's uh, what, Christmas when, order. I was going to say, when you... Um, <laughs> Duplicate said, it. When you yeah. said the time frame that you got it, I was like, oh, this must have been a... This is a dessert. So like bad. It's not a dessert beer. It is a dessert itself. I would have this after dinner for sure. It's amazing. Um, now I'm so glad we finally had a mm-hmm. barrel aged modern times beer. I hear what all the buzz is about. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is I would like this with some vanilla cheesecake. Mm. I think that'd be a nice pairing with it or even just some ice cream to be honest, like vanilla ice cream. Um, there is vanilla in it, but I feel like the, the kind of like caramel and coconut and what about the Americone well. dream by Ben and Jerry's? Cause we have some we of that. Have, yes, that actually that would be. That, yeah, that would probably be wonderful. Yeah, th- that's amazing. So, And we're still mm. sheltering in place at yeah, home. At so this point. we're just drinking and eating what we have as much as we can. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so now becomes the tough part. 
because all these beers are quite yeah. good. How do you rank them? I I have a clear one, number one. I have a clear one and a clear... No, I'm good. Okay. Why don't you go first? I think ours might end up being the same, but go ahead. Okay. I forget. I like the Boris more than the Doris, right? That was the smoother one, the yeah. Boris. Yeah. Okay. So my number four is Doris. Really? Okay. Then my number three is the Tired Hands. Oh, just so people, you know, the Doris is the double, um, the barrel-aged double Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, Aged in whiskey barrels. Oatmeal Russian Imperial Stout, sorry. Yes. Your number three, you said, is the Tired, Tired Hands. Hands Individuation Sanguine, which is the oak-aged red saison. And then my number two is the, the Boris. Boris. Yes, the Boris, which is the... Uh, just single version of the Doris, basically. And both of those, I'm sorry, I think I said bourbon barrel is whiskey. Whiskey. I said sorry. whiskey. I, I said yeah, whiskey. you got it. Um, and then my number one is just Modern Times. I mean, that's it's pretty... Deeds and Exploits. Blended strong ale, aged in bourbon barrels with coffee and vanilla, but so much more flavor than you would yeah. think based off it's, of that. You know, I would say co- vanilla for sure. There's vanilla out the wazoo coffee is there but it's not barely. it seems like barely it, it's you know kind of um hidden yeah although it's, it's supporting actor not the main <laughs> although i will say that this could change as it warms up warms up even more and maybe that coffee gets a little stronger it would be interesting to see but um okay so my order my number four is actually going to be the individuation by tired hands really my number three is going to be the Doris. My number two is the Boris, and my number one is the okay. Deeds and Exploits. So we were close. So yeah, super, just three and four switched. switched. That's it. But, yeah. but I will say, I'm, I love all these. Yeah. I love them all. I'm so glad we had these in the cellar for for very well, and we're going to be, considering we'll probably be sheltering in place and not buying new beer, we're going to be doing a lot more of these. So we'll be well, we have un- plenty down there. uncovering some hidden gems. Yes, definitely. Plenty of hidden gems. Some that um, you won't have any clue we had down there. I mean, these... You I, rem- sure I remember. These? I remember when we got Boris and Doris. Yeah. I didn't remember we had still had them. I guarantee you didn't remember the individuation. No, I had no idea. Right. I, and did you remember the modern times? No, I don't even think I knew yeah. you bought that because yeah. that was just. Yep. Well, yeah, I think I unpacked that when you weren't around anyway. So it yeah. just went straight into the fridge. I was like, we'll drink this at some point. Oh, it's been in the fridge the whole time. Yeah. It didn't even time. make it to the cellar. Yeah, no, it didn't. So anyway, wonderful episode. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. So I'm going to have to check in with Kyle Norman and see if he drank this yeah, and get his opinion on right that. right now. But anyway, thanks everyone for checking this out. Um, you have anything else to say? Uh, check us out on Instagram, Brutal Battle Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, we'll post pictures of um, the beers so you can see exactly what they look like of each episode. Um, that's pretty much, once in a while there's something else that will go up. If yeah. we drink something interesting during the week. And uh, if people could do us a quick favor to give us a rating and review on iTunes, that would help us out greatly. Uh, we don't get a ton of ratings and reviews on there. And if you actually appreciate anything of what we're doing with this, because we're just spending our own money doing it, uh, that's your way to repay us. Give us a rating and review. And, yeah. But thanks. And until next time. Keep it brutal. I feel so-